So what exactly is holding you back? Why can you not? What is that barrier that's just that keeps hitting and you're it keeps you from actually making the steps that you desperately want to make? That's what we're going to be talking about today on episode 10 of Relaxed Mail. Hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail, podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello. And first off, you're probably going to know that notice the, the really big change. There's no intro music. Uh, yeah, I am, uh, <laughs> I'm a little pressed for time and I do have a laptop that I could actually be editing music, uh, my podcast files on, but I don't have the intro and the outro music, uh, on this computer, it's at the house and I ran out of time this weekend. And so I am now having to scramble. Um, it's Monday, which is, you know, still gives me about four days before, uh, before the, uh, the podcast is supposed to come out, but I'm out on the road. So I'm it. Yeah. We're not going to have a, any, uh, any intro or outro music at the moment, unless I happen to be able to make it home for the night and then I'll be able to slip it in, which in that case, this will all get edited out and you won't even realize it. So, but also you're probably going to notice there's going to be a lot more empty spaces. I'm going to try to make sure I think <laughs> smoothly and coherently enough through the whole step. But a lot of times I, cut stuff out and I and so you're going to hear more a very more withdrawn or not withdrawn stretched out uh means of thinking because I'd normally try to shrink down my 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 dead space and it's just because I I like to think in between uh, a sentence or two, because I'm not the quickest thinker, but I do like to think. So, <laughs> but anyhow, so I could, and this right here could all be a great example, as a matter of fact, of why you don't. Originally, this was going to be called "Why Can't You Just Do It," and I was just the the teenager in me was. He said, "Do it." And so <laughs> why can't you just start? These are often excuses that us people make as to why we don't need to get, uh, why we, we're not going to get started, why we're not going to take that step. Uh, for me, this podcast, I could have easily said, I don't have all the equipment or all the stuff that I need, so I'm not even going to take the step until I have everything together. So... I could have said that I didn't say that because I wanted y'all to actually have, um, the, uh, have an, have an episode. So we're, we're making the episode now and, uh, hopefully the sound is quite, uh, is all right. I'm kind of, we're in an open area, but I'm not really hearing a whole lot of, uh, back echo, uh, and reverb. So 
hopefully that's all right. Usually I record in the car. Uh, I, don't, I just park, sit in the car because of all the odd angles. So now that you've got a little bit of unimportant uh, behind the scenes, how's the sausage made type of stuff, <laughs> we'll, we'll carry on. So why can you not just get started? Why? What holds you back? Well, the number one reason that most people fail to start is, uh, and that's fail to start anything, say fail to start a job, fail to start uh, pursuing their dream, fail to start uh, working towards, uh, you know, walking the Camino, which is something I want to do. To fail to even start a podcast or a blog or even fail to start, they, they have problems even just starting like a friendship. And the number one reason out of all that is just flat out fear. People have, we are so conditioned that things are bad and it's not, and a lot of people want to try to put it out as we have uh, the problem with, you know, with everything that's going on in society, or they want to even back it up and say, well, it's our amygdala. Well, yeah, our amygdala, which is, uh, I think it's about a walnut size or maybe an almond. Anyhow, there's a little part of your brain that's called the lizard brain. And basically, it's the thing that is uh, centered around your whole fight, flight or fight uh, responses. Are you going to just wig out and run off or are you going to, you know, you can fight for what you're, uh, you're going to stand your ground. Are you going to run or are you going to, are you going to stand? Some, a lot of people like to think that that is the whole where a lot of our, our fear comes from. And it does. It's, that's what makes us very comfortable. They, as long as we're comfortable, the amygdala is happy. The amygdala is happy. You're going to not grow. It's designed to try to just try to make you make sure you stay alive. So you're if you're that's the you're always going to have a little bit of a internal battle with yourself because the moment you get out of the cave, you step up and you walk out of the cave, you're exposing yourself to the chance that the saber tooth tigers gonna come along and use you as a as a cat toy, but. Then again, if you go outside, you might be able to find two sticks to rub together and all of a sudden you've got a fire. So you have to learn to take a chance. And so many people don't want to take a chance because of they're just afraid there's something's going to happen. Anything's going to happen. And in all reality, we worry about stuff that isn't even going to possibly happen. Um, these days we have a, uh, there's in the news, which I, I joke around on Facebook a lot about uh, whenever they talk. The first thing I mentioned is panic because a lot of newscasts and the news organizations want to have that sense of anxiety and that sense of fear going because that'll make you want to read and go, Oh my gosh, what's going on? Am I going to die tomorrow? Am I going to die today? Am I, when am I going to die? They cause that sense of, of urgency. In you so that you will actually, you know, it's marketing. They want you to buy the stuff. They, they talk you into it. So they, the newspapers and things like that want to make, uh, cause a lot, a lot of fear. And right now we have this whole coronavirus thing going on in over in China. And we've got like four or five, uh, cases of it over here in the U S. And there's a couple other, uh, cases spread out throughout the, uh, throughout the world. And, because we are 
being bombarded with, hey, this is going to happen to you, this is going to happen to you, this is going to happen to you, we become very anxiety-ridden and very very fearful to just, you know, just step outside and to go beyond our zone of comfort. And the thought of actually taking that step or going out and having – an adventure which is going to be uncomfortable and it's not going to be all that pleasant, but makes the best memories. Like, uh, for example, one of those best examples is, have you ever gone camping with somebody and the camping trip was, in all pretense of purposes, a, 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 a dumpster fire? Just nothing was going right. You know, you pitched the tent underneath a beehive in front of some, and anytime you stepped out, there's a uh, patch of stinging nettle that you run your feet through every single time you're, uh, you're the, you're going to go float around in the, uh, in the lake. But every time you try to get on the inner tube, you spring, there's a hole that springs up in it. And then you've, uh, you know, there's all these other things that happen and they, though they make, for a very uncomfortable situation at that very moment, you lost, you know, you lost all the food. Now you're stuck to eating ham, uh, hot dogs all night for the next four nights. These things make for an uncomfortable situation, but they also make for the best memories. Take the kids. They take, and they will remind you of all those horrible times and think that that was the best camping trip ever. And the reason why is because it was completely unexpected, completely different. And it was a, it was a lot more fun than you wanted to actually admit. But people are afraid of just results. They're afraid that if they uh, start a new business and it becomes successful. Oh no! Well, what happens if it becomes successful? I might lose my friends. Well, yeah, you're possibly going to lose your friends. What if I? Uh, what if? Uh, I get audited. Well, there's a chance the IRS is going to audit you. All these things are very big possibilities. And there's a really good chance that those are going to happen. You're going to lose some friends because some friends don't. Uh, you're going to, as you become better with yourself and you start making the journey, you're and you take that step. Your journey, uh, you're you're going to have friends who don't want to follow you, and because they don't want to follow you on your journey, they're going to stay on a lower level while you keep climbing. Until eventually you get to see, reach the summit of the mountain and you get to see all the valley below you. While your friend, old friend is down at the bottom of the valley, looking up going, well, it's a nice enough look up here. And they have no idea the glories and beauty that is strung before them because of their, their perspective. People are also afraid of change. I've always I joke with my wife that she's very change resistant. Something Walmart switches the aisles around and all of a sudden, uh, oh my gosh, you know. They I, again, that's that's not the same as being afraid of change, but again, we do have a lot of fear of things changing. We like to be comfortable. We like to be in a habit. Our mind becomes very efficient when it becomes when it's necessary and is able to process the same things. If it runs on autopilot, it can be the most efficient as possible. But at the moment you change something up and it has to start really focusing, the the brain itself really kind of goes into 
a temper tantrum and really throws a, a wall-eyed hissy fit because it has to now all of a sudden work and it has to try to figure out how to do stuff when it, there was a perfectly good normal routine that you had running for for a while. And that's, you know, you go and you're driving and all of a sudden you realize, holy smokes, why am I at, uh, at work? I was going to go to the store to pick up, um, pick up some chips. And all of a sudden you realize that, you know, you've pulled into work and you're, dang it. And you have to, you know, I'm, you've done, if I've done it, I'm sure you have to, but that's, uh, that's an example of your mind going on autopilot and just, it does its own thing. There's, it's very little effort, very little energy. And the brain loves to be like that. So when you make a change, that is very disruptive to the mind and disruptive to the natural order of how your mind wants to work. And it, because of the change and because of the discomfort of that change, it creates fear. Um, and so a lot of times we, we as people become very afraid. And so we avoid and we resist that change. And a lot of times resisting the change is probably the worst type of th- result, uh, reaction you could actually have to any type of change. This kind of goes with the first one where you're afraid that you might be upsetting or um, you might end up losing some friends. There's also the fear that you may upset others. So if you make a make a change or you take a step, say you leave your work, you've been working at the same place for 15 years and now you're going to venture out on your own. There are some people who actually are afraid to take that final step. It may take them, they may decide, January 1st, I am going to quit and I'm going to do my own thing. And they finally around July or August, they're, they finally work their way up to the, to the boss's office and go, yeah, here's my resignation effective immediately because I'm getting out of here. Why did it take them that long? Well, they were, didn't want to upset the, the, the boss. They didn't want to upset the team. They have a relationship with all the people in the, in, in that particular company. So you don't want to uh, completely upset them and, and, make them mad. I mean, no one wants to make another person mad, but there, because of change and people resisting change, when you make it, when you're the initiator of the change, people are going to kind of look at you like, what the heck's going, what are you doing this for? You can, a lot of people are afraid that there's a upsetting others is another reason why they won't make that, make a change and take the step towards the dreams they actually want. And the final one is just the fear of failing. And honestly, Failing is perfectly natural and good and great. And I've actually got a blog post that came out on Wednesday about the virtues of failing, why you want to fail, why it's a good thing, and you want to be okay with failing. You want to land on your butt multiple times. It's not going to feel good. It's going to hurt. You're going to, you're going to end up losing money sometimes. You may end up pissing the wife off. There's a lot of things that are going to happen. You don't want to have happen, but they're going to happen. You're going to fail. You're going to find out so many different ways on how not to make a light bulb. Like, uh, Thomas Edison is, uh, is famously claimed to have said, you know, how do you, how do you feel in the thousand different ways you fail to make a light bulb? And Thomas Edison, is reportedly to have said, I didn't find a thousand ways. I didn't fail at a thousand ways to make a light bulb. I found a thousand ways to not make a light bulb, which is a really good uh, mindset to have. But, you know, there's, if you're, if you're going to fail, be okay with it. But a lot of people 
Oh, what if, what if they, they, they're hinging all their beliefs and whether or not they take the big step to their big adventure on a entirely theoretical, can't prove an ounce of it. What if a great example of this is back in 2003, 2004, uh, my son got a skateboard. He liked skateboarding. He, he had found my old uh, fat board and uh, liked to kind of cruise up and down the uh, the sidewalk on it. And he wanted a board. And so we went and we got him a skateboard. And uh, in the town next to uh, where we were living, there was a skate park. And it had a good little half pipe in it. It was and it was quality half pipe. It was actually wasn't metal. Uh, half pipe. It actually had a very good, uh, wooden, uh, uh, I'm going to call it a liner. I don't know what actual term, but anyhow, the inside of the, the pipe, the half pipe was made of wood instead of just, uh, sheets of metal, which does, has its own advantages because once a little, uh, you know, put your fingers, you know, that, that far apart. That's, yeah, yeah, I like that. That's as, uh, it is that much softer as opposed to what sheet metal is. So he wanted to go to this skate park after he got his, uh, his skateboard and it finally was a nice enough day. And so we went out and, uh, he wanted, he saw a couple of kids who were doing it and he watched and watched and watched how those, these older kids did it. And eventually the older kids were, were, there was only like two or three of them there. So I was like, yeah, he'll be, he'll be okay. They're, they seem like they're all right. I hadn't heard too many, uh, too many F bombs being dropped and it didn't look too terribly rough. And so we were at this park. And so Alexis, she was only like two or three years old. Um, so wanted to, wanted her to, uh, she wanted to go play on the, on the playground equipment. And so, Kind of talked to Aiden for a little bit, and uh, he wanted me to try it first. And I was like, dude, I can't. I, I've tried before, and it's been, you know, 10, 10, 15 years since last time I tried going down the down a half pipe. So he talked me into it, and so I went down on my butt uh, quite instantly. Uh, started on the board. Didn't end up on the board. So uh, he laughed. He got a good ch- chuckle out of but at the same time he saw that hey i fell on the ground i was able to get up i rubbed my tailbone a little bit but i uh i still got up and i wasn't hurt i was like all right so that's basically it and so he got up he was up on the top of the half pipe and it's only like maybe five foot tall and uh he stood there and 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 stood there. And he'd take the board and he'd put it on the lip and he'd stand on the board. And you could see him try to lean out there and try to lean out there and try to lean out there. And he'd keep trying, but then he would step off and pick the board up and watch some of the other guys go through. And, uh, and he was up on there on that thing 20 minutes. And then he'd climb down. He'd go skate around a little bit and, and stuff. Gets a little extra energy put, burnt off of him. And then he'd come back and he'd climb up on there again. And 
He'd do the same thing. He would stand there. He'd put the board on there and he would try and just you'd see that wall of that resistance, that fear that he was running right into. Just no, oh no, can't do that. Try to get, oh no, no, he can't do that. Let's try it. No, still can't do that. And for we were there for about an hour and a half. And he, that whole time, that hour and a half, he couldn't do it. He'd try and he'd fail. He'd try to go down and he couldn't quite get, get himself to push down there. He, there was that barrier. He couldn't get himself started. He couldn't get past the what ifs. He couldn't get past the, the fear that he was feeling and sensing every time he leaned out over that, that lip to try to get himself to go because he was, what if, uh, what if I fall and I land on my butt and I, it's going to hurt? Everybody's going to laugh at me. You know, you have all these emotions and all these thoughts that choke up the, the possibility of moving. And some of the other guys saw that he was really, he was determined he was going to do this, but he just couldn't quite. And so boys would tell him, all right, this is how you do it. And they would, they instructed him, you know, lean back a little bit as you're going down. And that when you hit the, start feeling the curve, shift your weight for, you know, he told them, they were telling him everything he needed to know on being able to, to successfully navigate this, this half pipe. And after about an hour and a half, we had gotten, Lexi was getting tired. And so we decided it's time, bub. Let's, let's go ahead and go. We'll try this next weekend. Hey, no, no, no. Let me try this. I, I got to get this. I want to do this. And I told him, I was like, well, then do it. And again, for about five minutes, he kept trying, he kept trying. And then I was like, all right, dude, well, we've got to go. And he's like, all right, one more time. So he actually then. He knew that he had a limit. He hit his deadline. He knew that he could only, it was sink or swim time. And so he leaned out there and he went down and he leaned back like they were told him. And when it transitioned on to, into the horizontal, he had leaned forward. And he, the first time he went down that half pipe, he did it and stayed on the board. Now he fell off once he, cause he didn't realize you needed to retransition, do everything backwards and stuff when you go, when I tried to go up the opposite side of the half pipe, but he made it and he was tickled pink and he was smiling from ear to ear. And I took another 45 minutes to finally get him off, <laughs> off that half pipe. He was, he had gotten past that scary, horrifying, terrible five foot drop. Everything in there was going to be, you know, he was going from everything. He was going to die to be an embarrassment. He was going to upset everybody uh, and all the thoughts, all the irrational thoughts that a person could possibly have. You know, was going through his mind. You could see every scenario he could possibly think of to keep him from being able to go down was rolling through his head. And he finally, the desire to make that step beat out it busts through that layer those 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 layers of, of fear and dread and that was all because he was overthinking and that's what we all do we all overthink we overanalyze we have a paralysis by analysis is the common way of putting it it's we want to get something done but we think of every possible way that it won't work why won't it work? Well, it's because of this, 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 and this, A, B, C, and D. And that's only if E, F, and G 
are not ready. And if a, if a G happened to come across it's too soon, then we know that H I J K and L are going to wipe us off the earth, face the earth. And you know, all these different bizarre, just out of the blue, there's no way you have no proof that anything like that's going to happen. And people worry about something like that happening. And so they overthink it. So, and now I understand why we have the fear because it's an unknown. Again, that is your, your, as I mentioned before, the amygdala going, dude, dude, you're, uh, there's gravity there. Gravity works, dude. You're going to fall. You're going to hit your head on the, on the, on the floor. You're going to bust it open. You're going to think of all these uh, possible excuses that could possibly happen. You're going to break your tailbone. You're going to bruise a butt muscle. Whatever possible thought that you could possibly have on going down that little half pipe is going to be something that he is, that is going to go through your mind. Why can you not, uh, why do you not want to start tennis? Well, I don't know how to play tennis. Well, have you tried taking, buying a tennis racket first? What do you mean? I, I don't know what a tennis, what if I get the wrong type of tennis racket? We come up with these dumb excuses. And yes, the excuses are dumb because excuses are nothing more than lies that we're telling ourselves. So how do you get past those particular barriers? How do you get beyond the, the fear? Well, there's a couple really good ways to get past those fears. First one is just make a plan and take the little bitty steps. And if you hit that barrier, you may have to take even smaller steps. So yeah, you may be able to climb up to the top. We'll keep with the, with the half pipe analogy. You may, one step may be grab your board. All right. Got the board. Get on, uh, climb the top to the top of the half pipe. All right. Climb to the top of the half pipe. All right. Now put your board on the corner, on the edge. Put your board on the edge. All right. Now go down the, the half pipe. Whoa, 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 whoa. I can't do that. All right. Well, then let's back it up. You got your board on the, on the edge. Yes. All right. Stand on the board. All right. Now lean forward. You know, you got to take those little bitty steps to chop away through that that fear because the fear can be strong that is a very very big motivating factor the only other motivating factor that is even stronger is the is the motivating factor of the i'm going to be getting laid all right you want you fix it have you fix to have nookie you will run across a minefield with bullets as many bullets in, as there was in gallipoli and you will run across there with the sole chance that you may be able to make it with a good looking chick but you have to make a plan if you if it if you run into it and you run into that wall of fear smack then step back make a plan how can i get to there and try it and guess what you're going to fail jaden did all right i'm going to plan i'm going to try no it didn't work all right well let's try this no 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 it didn't work and the same things for you you're going to try you're going to lean forward you're going to try to do this and no, 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 that's not going to work either. So how are you, how do you, if you, how do you, how do you get through there? Well, again, little bitty steps. Also set a goal and be, again, you're going to be, have to be okay 
with starting multiple times. You're going to have to try and try again and try again because you're going to start that goal and, oh, my gosh, it's not working. Uh, all right, uh, step back, step back. All right, let's, let's reset. Start again. Okay, and let's try to go down that half pipe again. All right, let's. should I try with a bunch of bubble wrap on there? All right, well, that works except for you can't bend your legs. Oh, well, you got to bend your legs. You got to keep your, you got to keep your balance low. All right. So you got to try all these different, different variables to see if you can actually make it up and down the, uh, up and down the, 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 pa- the half pipe. If you're still running into problems, the best thing to do after that is to find someone who's done it before you and talk to them. Hey, I am just, I cannot, hey, Tony Hawk, man, come here. Man, I, I'm trying to get myself to go down this little five foot tall half pipe. And every time I lean out forward, it, I, I just, I can't do it. I can't get myself to go down that dip. Tony Hawk, do you have any idea on how to do so? And he will have a lot of clues because he's already been there. He knows how to do the McTwist and, and uh, do 780s and, you know, all the other really cool, you know, 50-50 axle grinds. He, he's got it all down. So he can he can help you with little fine-tuned pointers and will understand that, well, I'm going to get hurt. He's going to go, dude, you're going to land on your butt. You've got more muscle on your butt than you do on any other part of your body. You're not going to get hurt. You've seen me. I've landed from, you know, I've gone 12 feet up in the air and came down and smacked the, uh, the, the, the ramp before. And that right there shows what the next, uh, what the third and fourth, uh, possibilities on how you can get past that are. First one is get a coach. You call me up. You set up a time. We'll sit and we'll sit and we'll talk for two hours and figure out a way to get you past whatever fear, or at least figure out where that fear is coming from. It may be that it's something from the past. And if that's that's the case, and you have got some overwhelming, some type of childhood, I'm going to call it trauma, or uh, something that happened in your childhood that is causing a lot of fear, then. There might be a time, there might be a point where I have to kind of say, you know what? This is something that a therapist would be more, more inclined to do because coaches and therapists, though they can on the surface look almost the same, we're complete, two completely different characters. Therapists help with the past. They help you understand what happened in the past and how that affects you while coaches take you from your present day and have you look forward. So, and if you're needing a coach and a therapist at the same time, that's great. Hey, dude, you've got, you've got all bases covered, but you know, go out and get coached. If that still doesn't help you and you're, you're still, you've got your, your goals set and, and you're just, it's just not happening. Then you may want to join something like the conclave of men where we actually all, all of us get together once a week and we talk about how to succeed. I may be having a problem or you say you're having a problem going down the half pipe. Well, guess what? We may have someone who's done the half pipe multiple times and he can actually be that person you talk to. He can throw some tips to you and we can then be there to hold you accountable to make sure you go down the, the down the, uh, the half pipe like a person should do. And not on their face, which is, you know, how I normally go.
But those are four ways that you can drive through that fear. But the big key to any of that is realize that you are afraid and understand where that fear comes from. If that, if you can, if you can kind of pay attention to why and what thoughts go through your head, because so many of us, we have 60,000 thoughts a day go racing through our head. So if you could pay attention to what those thoughts are, especially when you're trying to do that hard thing, what are those, what are those what ifs that are, are flashing across your face? If you can see those and you can analyze those yourself, you help out, you can help yourself get past those, those what ifs, that fear that you're having a lot easier. So that's how you, uh, that's why you can't just go out and do it. There you go for your, for your 15 year old, uh, boy that's inside of you. You can get a good giggle, but you can. Start. You can get yourself going. You can make that leap. Make that big leap. As Gay Hendricks uh, book says, you can make the changes in your life that you want. If you want a, a great way of being able to get out and be able to make the changes and make some really radical shifts in your, in your mindset. Man, I've got a, I've got a camping coach that's coming up. First off, your mind, you're going to have a little bit of a digital detox because we're going to be kind of out where hardly any cell signals happening. And there's going to be a combination of, of coaching and masterminds all in one that is going to help you to break through whatever mindset, limiting beliefs and, and Problems that you're having that are buying, keeping you from being the man that you want to be. We help you become the, the leader of the, of your family. We want to be able to address and help with the, with your mind, body, soul, and community. I and mean, these are all the four pillars that to make a man whole and help him relax and become the relaxed male. So if you are interested in that, uh, you can go to relaxedmail.com and across the top, I've got coaching. Uh, the conclave of men and live events listed there. Also got the blog and the podcasts and all that. If you are liking this podcast, please subscribe. Uh, I have, if you go to, uh, relaxbell.com forward slash subscribe, you will see a whole diff- bunch of different ways that you can subscribe. I got your, I got your overcast and caster and, uh, our Castro and, uh, and so many, uh, the most popular ways of listening to podcasts covered. If you are just, if you have, uh, if you need just the RSS feed, well, I even give that very easily and, and, and visible for you to, to, to use so that it's, you can receive each podcast as it comes available every Thursday. So. Thank you again for listening. I hope you like the show. If you do, you can go over to, uh, if you go to iTunes, give me a, you know, give me some stars and some ratings if you like it. If you are wanting to be part more of a community, uh, go over to, uh, relaxmail.com forward slash Facebook. That'll take us over to, take you over to your, the Facebook page, uh, forward slash iTunes or not iTunes. Yeah. Well, forward slash iTunes will take you to iTunes. Uh, forward slash uh, Twitter. I mean, I've, I've got you covered. I'd, uh, come by and, and hit me up over on uh, on the Facebook page. That's where I do most of my talking. I'm playing around a little bit with, with uh, TikTok. I haven't figured that thing out yet. Um, very distracting with all the girls. <laughs> so, 
Anyhow, y'all take care of yourselves. And man, I appreciate you listening and we will talk to you next week. So man, till then, stay productive and it'll be just a wonderful week. Bye.